Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Let me ask you a question. Do you know how many speech sounds we have in the English language? If you were to ask me this question a few years ago, I probably would have said something like, well, there's 26 letters, is that what you mean? But letters and speech sounds are actually very different. According to linguists, there's about 44 speech sounds in the English language, even though we only have 26 letters. So today's video is gonna be all about speech sounds. We wanna teach our little ones how to hear the 44 speech sounds in the English language so that they're able to pull those sounds apart from a word and then blend them back together to read the word or to spell the word. In case you don't know me, my name is Erin. I'm from littleslovelearning.com. I'm a former classroom teacher. I'm also a tutor, a sub, and I spend my days teaching little ones how to read and also teaching parents how to teach their little ones how to read at home. I want you to have this information so that you are able to best support your child's reading development, whether you are the one teaching them at home or you're supporting what they're learning in the classroom. I want you to know all about these 44 speech sounds and how to help your child hold them apart so that they can read and spell their words correctly. So in today's video, I am going to share two different ways that I teach students how to pull apart the sounds in words. And hopefully one of these ways is going to be very helpful for your little one at home. So let's dive in. When I'm first teaching little ones how to pull apart the sounds in words, I like to use something called a sound mat. Now this sound mat is free to download over on my website, littleselflearning.com. I will link it down below. But this sound mat is going to give my little one a little bit more support when they're first learning how to pull apart the sounds in a word. So let's say, for example, I gave them the word at. At is the word. They are going to first pound right here on this pounding hand, at, and then they're going to tap out the sounds they hear. So they have to be able to pull apart those sounds in at, which would be at at, at. Those are the two sounds. Now, when my little ones are first learning, maybe they are not strong in their letter sounds, so they don't know what letters spell those sounds. At. That's okay. I can still help them pull apart the sounds in that word. And what I can do is just use a little ball of Play-Doh, and I can have them put a little ball of Play-Doh here and a little ball of Play-Doh there. And what I'm going to have them do is I'm going to have them squish the Play-Doh as they say the sounds in at. So they would squish at, run their finger along the line, at. That way they're practicing. They just pulled apart the sounds in at and they blended it back together to say the word at. 
that oral blending, being able to blend, even if they're not looking at letters, that's the first step to reading. If they can blend the sounds at into at, that's a really good first step. So I like to start with two sound words because two sound words are generally easier for them to blend together. And then we're gonna move down here to three sound words. So for example, I would say, okay, give me the sounds in the word dog. So they would pound dog, and then they would need to pull apart the sounds in that word. D, a, g. So they can hear that it's three sounds. Then again, if they don't know their letter sounds yet, they're not sure which letters spell those sounds, I can just give them a little ball of Play-Doh. They can put it right here, and they can squish for each sound. D, a, g, dog, dog. The word is dog. So now they've blended those sounds back together to say the word dog. Again, doing this orally first is the precursor to being able to read when they're looking at the letters. Now, the reason I like these mats is because I can actually use this as a scaffold. So I can tell my child how many sounds are in that word. So if I know I'm gonna give them the word at, I can just give them this two sound mat because these are, you can cut them apart and make them separate. Or if I know that it's gonna be a three sound word, I can just give them the three sound mat so they don't have to think about how many sounds it's gonna be, they just have to pull apart the sounds. Or I cannot tell them and I could say, okay, which of these mats are we going to use for the word cat? And they would have to figure out how many sounds are in it. So you can scaffold it that way. Another thing I wanted to point out while we're here is that when we're giving our little ones sounds, words with sounds, two sounds or three sounds, you as the adult have to remember this isn't about the number of letters. So for example, if I gave my little one the word ship, they would use the three sound mat. Ship, sh, i, p, ship. Even though sh is spelled with two letters, S-H, it's only one sound because sh is one of those 44 sounds, those 44 speech sounds in the English language. So they would need to keep that as one sound in one box. Sh, i, p, ship. So again, it's not about the number of letters, it's about the number of sounds. So start with the Play-Doh balls, doing this orally, just so they can visually see how many sounds and they can blend them back together. And then when you're ready, start introducing letters if they know their letter sounds very securely. So for example, if I said the word in, and they would pound in, i, n. So then they could put their letters, i, n. They're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna to touch and say the sounds, i, n, in. So that is the next step up if they know their letter sounds correctly. So let's say my next one is bath. Bath, b, a, f. They're gonna figure out which letter spells b, which letter spells a, and which letter spells now, we as adults know that is spelled with two letters, but it's only one sound. So they need to keep that in the same box, like this. B, A, S, bath. That way they know that this is about sounds. It's not about the number of letters. It's about the number of sounds.
So like I said, these mats are free to download over at littleslovelearning.com. It also includes four sounds for your little ones when they're ready for four sounds. I have some more videos on how to use these sound mats that I will link down below so that you are really comfortable with pulling apart the sounds and the words and helping your little one blend them and spell them together. And one more thing I forgot to show you about these sound mats. They are supposed to be used by the non-dominant hand. So whatever hand your child writes with, they are going to pound and tap with their non-dominant hand. That way, they can just pound and tap while their dominant hand puts the letters or the Play-Doh or writes the letters on this side and it doesn't slow them down. So in that free download, I have them so that it is left-handed or right-handed so that you have both hands depending on if your child is right-handed or left-handed. So they are going to pound and tap with their non-dominant hand. Now, the first way of counting out sounds included the sound mat. That is for my little ones who are just learning how to pull apart the sounds and words, and maybe they need more of a visual. Once my little ones are older, I want them to really be able to tap out the sounds on their hand so that they don't need that sound mat all the time with them. So let's say, for example, I want them to spell the word frog. I would want them to be able to tap out f, r, ah. G, frog. Then they take their thumb and they put it on their fingers so that they're blending it back together. Frog. This is really helpful not only for oral blending, so I can have them just tap out the sounds orally, but also when they're getting to write and spell. So I love having a whiteboard and a skinny dry erase marker on hand. So when I would ask them to do something like frog, fr, ah, g then they can go ahead and write it. F-r-a-g, frog. This is a really good strategy, especially as our little ones get older because they're gonna be doing a lot of writing and they are going to be not able to stop and use a sound map for every word. Let's say they're in kindergarten and they're writing two or three or four sentences. If they were to have to stop and use a sound map for every word to spell in their whole sentence, it would just take forever. So we really want them to get into the habit of tapping out on their fingers and then being able to write. So one of the things that's really important is that we want them to be able to tap out on both hands. So sometimes with my little ones, if we're just doing it orally, they can use their dominant hand, no problem. So I am right-handed. So if someone were to ask me how many sounds are in the word yet, I could say yet, yet, no big deal. But if I'm writing at the same time, I really want my little one to be able to tap out on their non-dominant hand so that it doesn't stop them from writing. So let's say I'm in the middle of writing a sentence, I'm a kindergartner, and I get to the word clap. And I have to tap out the sounds in that word because I'm not quite sure how to spell clap. I don't wanna use my dominant hand because then I'd have to put my marker down. I wanna use my non-dominant hand. So I think it's important to really teach them how to also tap on their non-dominant hand so they can do k, l, a, p, clap. That way, they can be writing at the same time. Clap. It feels a little funny even to me because I'm not used to tapping out on my non-dominant hand, but I think it's a really good strategy so that they can actually be tapping while they're writing the word that they don't know. I hope this video was helpful to you in practicing how to pull apart the sounds and words, either by using the sound mats 
or just by tapping on our fingers. It's really important that us as the adults understand the 44 speech sounds so we know which sounds are actually individual sounds and which ones are not. So I really encourage you to check out that video that I'm linking below of the 44 speech sounds so that you can get comfortable with this. So that you will know the difference between clap having four sounds, but ship only having three sounds. It's really important to know the difference. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!